0: Sports Saturday. Touch Touch Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again. BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte, on Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160
2: AM. Welcome back into KSL News Radio, your legacy home of the BYU Cougars. It's a BYU basketball game day. Cougars getting ready to take on the Gonzaga Bulldogs, and we're joined now by BYU freshman Richie Saunders. And Richie, I want to ask you it's your first year here at BYU. What's your favorite part about being a BYU basketball player?
1: You know, it's. There's something, there's something special just stepping onto the court in front of um, anywhere from fifteen to twenty thousand people in the stands, knowing that there's just tons more at home. Um, it's just like it's a really special feeling. I'm super honored and grateful to um, to be able to have that opportunity.
3: Along those lines, the Marriott Center is one of the biggest venues on the West Coast for college basketball. When you first played and. The, I'm guessing Gonzaga was probably the biggest crowd that you've played against. Where it was like, "Whoa, this place is packed. This place is full." When they were here at home, not on the road, of course. Is there a moment where you walked out and you're like, "Whoa, like this is even
1: more than I anticipated." You know, it's it's like, it's definitely at first it's like, "Wow, like there's there's a ton of people here." But the cool thing is, is like once you get in the game and start going, then it really just like goes away. Um, you know, it's funny. Every once in a while, I have family members or friends that are like, "Oh, did you see me? Did you see me in the crowd?" It's like, <laughs> you know, it. It just you just focus in, and you don't really notice what's what's going on. You can feel it, but you don't really notice it visually.
2: Do you have a lot of family that are BYU fans?
1: I do. I have. I have a lot of family.
2: So, what's that been like then to represent your family name here at BYU? Because it, it just seems like this is a place that. Uh, goes beyond just being a college basketball team. It's it's just a place with so much tradition and history and pride for a lot of fans.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, my my mom is one of the biggest BYU fans. Um, she tells me stories of waking up when she was little, just to the to the fight song, and uh, you know, it just is a big family thing. Uh, and just like what an honor to be able to represent my family name on the court.
3: Richie Saunders is our guest, freshman guard, BYU and Gonzaga later tonight. I think a lot of fans have have loved watching you play just because you have this high motor, high energy, you know, doing whatever it takes to win. How long has that been a part of your game to where it just seems like, hey, I'm I'm going, you know, pedal to the metal every time I'm in the game.
1: That's a, that's a good question. I don't know. I just I just I, I find a lot of joy in the the little things. Of course, scoring, but like. I, I have so much joy on the defensive end, and I'm loving, growing, and learning so much. I've learned so much this year, um, but you know, I, I don't know <laughs> necessarily when that when it started. But um, I just have I have great parents who have taught me how to work and um, taught me that every opportunity is a is a tryout, is an interview, and um, to just go as hard as you can for as long as you can. You can rest later.
2: The joy on the defensive end, it, it I instantly have flashbacks to. A, mark pope's first signing day here is like november 2019 and you signed and i think he he talked about your defense uh of, de- defensive play at wasatch academy has that always been something that has just come naturally to you the the willingness the effort on the defensive end or is that something that you made a priority in your basketball career
1: Yeah, i've definitely had to work so hard at that um for much of my life i've been known for shooting um that's kind of what um has been the big focus but you know as i I watched it it was a big focus for me is improving on the defensive end but um in addition was the uh you know like here like coach Shork is our strength coach he's been huge for me um after practice every day we do footwork defensive footwork, and really just focus in on um what it what is needed to uh to compete on the defensive end because if you can't defend, then you're not going to be on the court you know um but I, I just have a lot of joy in that.
3: You hear this a lot from fans, but you're in it, and you're a player. And you're in the situation, so I'm curious your perspective. The, the freshman wall coming off a mission. Um, have you felt that at all? And if not, how have you been able to maintain your conditioning and your high
1: level of play coming off coming off a mission? It's been hard. <laughs> it has been hard. It really, like, I can't say it's been easy because it has not. But. Um, I just have a lot of great um, examples around me and uh, a lot of support as well. Um, just like my teammates, like uh, Down Hall and, uh, and Tanner Tulson and Tanner too. We're all going through it together, um, fresh off the mission. And you know, like I've never really heard the term freshman wall until last week, actually. But um, <laughs> I now know what they're talking about, just because it is hard. But uh, we just we just want we want it so bad and. Um, that we just we're just gonna work and work and work, um, push past the wall, right?
3: What's the hardest hardest part of it?
1: Um, just how long I believe for me personally is just how long the season is. You know, it's like uh, a couple weeks ago it was just like, wow, we we're still playing, <laughs> you know? And because like every single game is where you need to get up and you need to compete. It's not like you can just take an off day, right? right. It's every single game is competing, at, and you have to compete at the highest level. And which is an honor, right? But it's it is, um, it is something that I've had to learn and how I've had to adapt and on the spot. Um, but now I feel better than I did a week ago, and uh, and I, <laughs> it's just something that I'm continuing to learn for sure.
2: Do you feel like you've had again talking with Richie Saunders here on, on KSL News Radio? Do you feel like you've had a maybe bigger impact this year in your first season than you were expecting, or has it been about? What you expected, or do you feel like there's more to be had the rest of the way?
1: I definitely think there's more to be had. Um, you know again, I'm learning so much, and I'm constantly having to um, improve my game and um, every single second out there i'm I'm learning and growing, and it's been cool to see the growth this year, um, and I hope that there's so much more growth, and the thing that I'm learning is and I learned on my mission and I've just learned throughout my life is growth is not easy. It's hard, and it's just uncomfortable. But I'm grateful for that opportunity to go.
2: How is, uh, you know, Coach Pope and this team have had, I think, eight different starting lineups, so different rotations a lot this season. I'm just curious, maybe, how does the you know, coaching staff maybe communicate with you? on a Because you've had different roles. You've been in the starting lineup. You've come off the bench, maybe one of the first guys or the eighth or ninth guy. Just maybe, do you know going into games like what your role is going to be on a nightly basis?
1: You know, I it's I do not. Right? It's um, it's something that's been up and down, and I knew it would be. Um, and again, it's just all growing and learning, and having to be able to come in and contribute, even if it's for five five minutes or thirty minutes. Um, and I'm grateful for every minute that I am, I, I, I am getting. But it's definitely something that I've had to uh, had to um, be okay with. That some games it's just going to be different. Um, yeah
3: few more moments here with freshman guard forward are you a guard or a forward what do you I don't prefer? know anymore okay I, I don't I either always, that's why
1: I, asked. I was always a guard but until now I've played some I've been playing forward a lot Just a very small small forward I guess
3: last week really nice bounce back week for you guys after after mm-hmm. the tough loss against St. Mary's and the road trip in the Bay Area mm-hmm. How were you guys able to overcome that and then put together maybe two of the best performances of the season for you guys?
1: You know, we preach it every day. I was getting better. Um, we have to improve. We have to take what we've learned and not just dwell on that, but and grow from it. Um, and it's, it's been no different this last little bit. But it's it's a true test of of our team is when you go and you lose lose a couple games in a row. Like that's that's hard. Mm-hmm. Everything is tense. Everything is hard, but to try to get out of that and to just move forward with a uh, growth mindset has been huge for us.
2: Gonzaga last time here in pro was a one-point setback. I know that was probably a, a tough game uh, for you guys. One thing leading into that one, Mark or Coach Pope talked about how the physicality of Gonzaga just doesn't maybe register on TV or for media people that are watching. Can you speak to maybe just the, that physicality of the Zags, and are you guys ready to bring – the physicality that they always bring on a nightly basis
1: no we're, we're ready to bring it um it's what we it's what we train for and, um and we're hungry we we don't forget what happened last time and that was heartbreaking for not just um us on the team but for everybody all BYU fans and you know we don't take that lightly we we're ready to come into um to be to up our physicality and to be ready for theirs um so we're we're super excited to to play and to Go make another statement.
3: Are you guys prepared for the kennel? Have you heard anything <laughs> about the kennel?
1: I have. I've never played there, but I'm super thrilled. I, I love playing in front of crowds, and it's fun. Like some of my, uh, funnest memories are just on the road, um, and just after the crowd's going crazy at you and you hit a three and they just, just are quiet. Like, that's one of the best feelings in the world. Matt
2: and I love Kobe Bryant, and I bring this up because he always embraced that villain role, you know, going on the road and silencing a crowd. Does that sometimes, when you're playing in a hostile environment, does that almost maybe kind of level you guys up a bit, your play, the the dialed in, you know, to, to the scheme, the scout? I mean, does that just kind of maybe almost make you play better, being in just such a hostile environment?
1: Yeah, it's, um, you need to really focus on the, like you said, the scout. You have to really focus on what you need to focus on. And um, so it's, it's, just, it's just so fun to play. Well, Richie, uh, best
2: of luck uh, tonight. We appreciate all the time. Uh, excited to see how uh, you know, this season finishes the, the rest of the way. And uh, wish you nothing but the best in your BYU career the rest of the way out, too.
1: Thank you. Appreciate you guys.
2: All right, that's Richie Saunders here on KSL News Radio. We'll take the break on the other
3: side. Uh, we've been delaying this as long as we could, Mitch. But we yes. got to react to the Pepperdine loss. It's, do we have to? We don't want to, but we have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do that next. Back after this. Welcome back in to Cougar Sports Saturday. Had a fun show so far. Good stuff from Richie Saunders. BOU basketball tonight at the Kennel. But what the freak happened on Thursday night, they come off last weekend, Mitch, playing some of the best basketball of the year. That LMU win was as impressive a win as they've had this season. Not because they beat LMU. You guys know how we feel about LMU. LMU is a, that's not a brand name. I think it's fair to expect that BYU beats LMU. But the way that they beat LMU, getting out to a big lead, maintaining that lead, beating them soundly when they were third in the conference, it felt like they'd turn a corner a little bit that weekend. Like, okay, we're going to be Pepperdine, and let's see what happens against Gonzaga. We're, no expectations, but maybe they could make it interesting. And then they go to Malibu, and it was a no show. No, the defense did not make the trip to Southern California. And it, look, it was close late before Pepperdine went on a twenty to nine run to finish the game. But that was as discouraging of a BYU loss as I can remember
2: in my life. That was a brutal loss, and you know, you bring up LMU last week that twenty-eight point win. LMU on Thursday night beat St. Mary's on the road. At home? Oh, is that at, at, at Gerstenson? Right, right. But still, LMU's beat Gonzaga and St. Mary's, and you and they've also beat BYU too in LA. But BYU crushed that team by twenty-eight, and and I, like like you, I thought they turned a corner, and I thought BYU's now going to be a team. But you don't want to mess with BYU in Vegas; they're going to be trending up, and. To lose 92 to 80 to Pepperdine, a team that had not won a game in league in regulation, their only win in league was by. Their win in league was ridiculous, (laughs) by the way. A double overtime thriller. It's really. You're not
3: even describing it correctly for the people at home. They were beat by Portland. Portland, a Portland player on a rebound, throws an elbow (laughs) that opened the door for them to make free throws and get it to double OT. The craziest finish. Maybe I've Maybe ever seen.
2: in the last 10 years of college basketball. They had to tip in at the buzzer, basically, to beat yeah. Portland. Pepperdine, bad team. Talented team, young, but bad. They were 8-17 and 17 coming into that game, and they BYU gave up 92 points to them. Come on. <laughs> talented, but bad. It's talented <laughs> as far as potential. You know, they could be something down the road. But keep in mind, Pepperdine has never won 20 games since BYU's been in the WCC. And BYU went 6-6 six and six all-time in Firestone Fieldhouse. Maybe it's just that gym. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. But BYU on the road this year, 2-5. and five. And, you know, there was our, our producer Nate Slack brought up to us in, in, in show prep. There was only like 1,000 fans at Firestone. And probably, what, 400 was BYU? Yeah. It wasn't like it was a hostile environment. It wasn't Hilton Coliseum when you're going to Ames next year. It wasn't uh, Allen Fieldhouse, Fear Fog, or it was Firestone Fieldhouse. No one knows there's a game tonight in L.A. or Malibu. Everyone wants to <laughs> just go to the ocean and hang out. Come on. like it, That was such a terrible performance and inexcusable, honestly, from this BYU team. I know they're new and young, but, man, you're at game. They're not. Okay, I'm game sick at, of hearing that. game 27. They're not, they're not young anymore. They're not.
3: That's what I was just going to say. I don't, because po- Coach Pope said this after the game. They're young. It's hard to get them to understand what it takes to win on the road. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, That's not true. Only Dallin Hall is the young guy because he's the only one who plays significant minutes. Richie Saunders, who we just heard from, should play more. want night for Richie, too, oh, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I want him to play more. He's the future. He's young. But he doesn't have a consistent role. Your starting five is... Uh, until recently, it was Jackson Robinson. He's new to BYU, but he's been playing college basketball for three seasons, so he's not young. Gideon George is old; he's a senior. Rudy Williams is old. Uh, Foose he's a, he's a sophomore, but he's played a lot of basketball, and he's been battling through injury. And you know, I'm not going to knock Foose. Uh, Spencer Johnson's old. Like they don't play a lot of young guys. Tanner Toulson's young; he doesn't play, so. This idea that this team is is young and working through kinks is just not true. The guys playing the majority of the minutes aren't young. This isn't an all-freshman team and sophomore team. There's a lot of seniors here, a lot of guys who have played a lot of basketball. It's just, you can't be losing games like this. Losing to Pepperdine is one thing. Losing to a bad Pepperdine is a whole nother thing.
2: And, and giving up 92 points. I mean, because defense is where BYU is it's really... You know, had some success in league play, and uh, that was a, a poor performance. But is it too outlandish, Matt, to think we could still drop a scenario where BYU goes the under four timeout tonight in the kennel? Tip off at eight here on KSL. Yes, and they got a it chance.
3: Is. It is. It's I It's mean, outlandish. I, I that loss. I'm completely. I'm I'm out on on this team's possibilities mm-hmm. because there's too much inconsistency. And you talked about two and five on the road. They're a bad road team. Their best road win is Pacific. They, they, they don't play well on the road. I, I, how am I supposed to expect them to go to the kennel and be in the game when you can't even hang with Pepperdine?
2: It's going to be tough, and we'll break down BYU-Gonzaga a little bit coming up uh, in around hour number three. Uh, we'll have also BYU baseball coach Trent Pratt coming up in hour three as well. But we've got to take a timeout. We'll get some more BYU basketball conversation a little bit later. We've got to get to the top five. Um, are we going to have is one of us going to have a no show like that Thursday night game BYU Pepperdine or is or some of us going to have a a career <laughs> night like Pepperdine and rise to the occasion and get the win top 5 coming up next it's Cougar Sports Saturday It's Cougar Sports
0: Saturday it's Cougar Sports, Saturday. Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday A presentation of KSL Sports KSL Sports left wing for 3 He got it again BYU Sports Talk by Cougar Fans for Cougar Fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte, on Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
2: Welcome back in. Hour number two of Cougar Sports Saturday is rolling along here. If you've missed any part of the program, Subscribe to our show on podcasts on kslsports.com, all major podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. You know the usual suspects. It's all on kslsports.com, all the links. And uh, we talk every single Saturday here on the show, every week, noon to 3. If you're new to the program, we appreciate you stopping by and listening to the show. We talk BYU sports, and every week we have a fixture on the program. It's our favorite segment, the top five.
0: The Cougar Sports Saturday Top 5. Mitch and Matt clash in a weekly battle of BYU sports knowledge. Here's the
2: Top 5. Top 5's always led, and the point guard of the the Top 5 is our producer, Nate Slack, who I'm telling you, Matt, I feel like we're going through big, it's Power 5 living, man, in this Top (laughs) 5 week after week, week in, week out, the grinds of these lists. It's taking a toll on our on our mental well-being. It's challenging us like no other. So, Nate, uh, I'm excited to see what you've got on deck this week.
4: we got another Power 5 list for you guys today. Oh,
2: boy. Let's go. <laughs>
4: We're going to be looking at the top five basketball and football programs currently. So, I, I pulled up a list. I looked at the, the most recent AP Top 25 for basketball that came out on Monday and the Top 25 that came out the final AP poll of the football season. And I noticed there are six teams that appeared on both rankings. So that's your top five. The top five programs right now in college football and college basketball. I averaged out those rankings, and that's the top five. Right. Can I ask? No teams from the WCC on this list, Nate? No, no, no teams <laughs> from the WCC. But I will say, there, there are multiple teams from the Big 12. The
2: fight in Toreros, San Diego. They got a nice football
4: program.
0: <laughs> Jim
2: Harbaugh came from there.
3: Oh boy! That's All right, right. So and yeah, Lamb.
4: You only have to give me the team name. No, don't worry about the ranking, and then we'll uh, see if we got any.
3: Okay, where are we? Who's who's starting it off?
4: Yeah. So uh, Mitch won last week, and he starts out today, and he also leads this new era four to two.
2: Woo. And keep in mind, we have nothing in front of us. This has just been sprung on us, so we have nothing. We have no list in front of us. Uh, We have to think of uh, this off memory. I'm going to start things off with Ohio State.
4: Ohio State is not on the list.
3: Not the Buckeyes and my Ohio cousins. Take that, baby. (laughs) Ohio State fans can get under your skin. I'm just throwing that out there.
4: I'm going to go with
3: the... uh, uh, The Horny Toads, TCU, Mm, the Horned
4: Frogs. TCU comes in at number three. So they finished the football season number two. They're currently number 17 in basketball, so an average score of 9.5, good for number three. And uh, TCU is the first Big 12 team to appear on this list.
3: TCU, this is what brings me hope in the Big 12. TCU, if you don't remember, Jimmer was just bombing away on the Horn Frogs back <laughs> yes. in the mountain west. Yes. Like I would have never dreamed in the late two thousands that TCU would be a great basketball team. Money, opportunity, prestige can go a long way. You and I, you know, we're a little down and depressed about BYU hoops right now. But the Big 12 can provide a quick turnaround, as we've seen with TCU. Maybe not so quick for TCU, but they've been good for a while now. They've got guys in the league, and TCU is a team that when it gets dark next year, and it's going to get dark, think of TCU. Because look where they're at now, and it was not always that way.
2: Well, and they got a good head coach too, Jamie Dixon. He was on that uh, pit you know, with DeWan Blair, those teams at pit. So he was a winning coach and he came back to his alma mater and he's turned them around into where they're one of the you know best uh, college, as we're talking, one of the best college athletic departments in the country right now. And we're back to Matt. Let's take a commanding lead here.
3: I think this team is on the list. It is. I, I was going to sing a song. I actually don't know the lyrics. It's <laughs> Alabama.
4: Ah, yeah. Alabama is currently... Number Sweet one on this home
3: list. home Alabama. <laughs> what is their fight
4: song? I don't know. I don't know. Alabama's number one on this list. Their average ranking is number four. So football, they finish number five. And then basketball, they're currently number three. So kind of a sneaky good basketball team number uh, Alabama. Number.
3: Sneaky good, actually. The SEC, credit to these other teams. Because, like, at least I, I wonder if you feel the same way as I do. Like, growing up, it was like, eh, it's Kentucky. The You know, Kentucky is the premier team. It is not that way anymore in the SEC. Like Auburn's been good for a few years now. Alabama's had a resurgence. The Tennessee is kind of back in, in SEC hoops. Shout out Mark Jackson, the Vols. Uh, so yeah, the SEC, a lot of parity in that league. It it feels like it, it's turning to where it's not dominated by Kentucky year after year.
2: Still feels like SEC fans probably view S E C basketball as just a filler till For spring sure. football. But Definitely. uh that is they have been on the come up SEC basketball, uh, and Nate Oates doing a great job with uh with Alabama. Remember a few years ago when what was it BYU played Bama with Avery Johnson in Brooklyn?
4: Yes. I just
2: wanted a, I wanted an Avery Johnson, like Kobe Bryant breakdown, like both these teams, like BYU. I just I loved Avery anyway, go on. Yeah. And we should have
4: had Alabama in football in 2020.
2: But yes, we should have. That was that was one of the best days on Cougar Sports Saturday oh, man, when that, that was report beautiful. emerged.
3: We that- were trying to talk ourselves into it being a 14-point
2: game. I don't think it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, not not much there, uh, Matt. That would have been uh, maybe That would have not been pretty. That would not <laughs> have been pretty at all.
4: We are back to Mitch. So Mitch got a
2: chance to uh, bring it to a
4: one-point match.
2: Let's go with. The uh, Another Big 12 team. Let's go with Texas.
4: Texas is number six on this list. So oh, they are man. on the rankings. Football is ranked number 25. Basketball is currently number five, uh, but they're number six. Dang.
3: This was one of my favorite teams to resurrect in the old era of NCAA football. Could a team from Manhattan, Kansas be on this list? The Wildcats of Kansas yeah, State. Yeah. Let's go. Matt's got the sweep.
4: Wait. Kansas State Dang coming it. to number four. Uh, average score of 13. So their their football ranking was number 14. Basketball ranking number 12. And Matt gets the win. Wow.
3: You pulled a Pepperdine. <laughs> I'm Pepperdine. You pulled a yeah, BYU. I, was saying, I, I, I pulled the BYU and <laughs> my fourth year in t- <laughs> It's new and young for me still. So just give me a break. I learned a valuable lesson in this win. Don't ever start with Ohio State. Yeah. Even though they're great. Let's keep
2: going, though. we still got two yeah, teams. Yeah, two more teams. Uh, let me just, real quick thought, Kansas State, could they continue things in football? No. They, they win the Big 12 championship in football. Do you look at them as someone that can maintain it? Chris Clyman's the head coach there. He came from, what, North Dakota State. Jerome Tang came from the Baylor staff. He's re-energized hoops. I, could K-State no. K be that no. player? There's stability there. That fan base is great, too. I don't
3: think so. However... Here's what I love about the Big Twelve. Kansas State in both look, Hoops has been much more consistent than football. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kansas State, I think, has proven that, and Baylor kind of proved this too. No one's going to dominate this league. Yeah. That, that's what's so exciting about it. It's like, oh, Baylor, they're got this Blake shaping, and, the, you know, it's they're going to be this. No, they weren't. Like they were middle of the road. I feel like there's just going to be this constant turning over of teams in the Big Twelve, and that's fun. Yeah. Like we're not going to have a top dog year in and year out, like in Alabama or uh, in Oklahoma, like there's it, there's going to be change. Like That's what, again, brings me optimism about the Big 12 in both hoops and football, is that is it going to be tough to start? It is. It's going to be hard. Like let's not sugarcoat it. It's not going to be pretty. However, it if you get the right coach, if you get the right players, if, if the stars align, the schedule, you can get there quickly. So that's what – I don't think Kansas State or anyone will ever be just, that's the guy, we got to get to Kansas State. But I think it's showing that there's going to be turnover. And I like that. All right, you're up, Mitch. Get on the board, man.
4: Just a quick, <laughs> quick review. So, number one, Alabama. Number three, TCU. Number four, Kansas State. So we so we're still missing five. two and five.
2: I feel like their basketball team has not been good this year. I could be wrong. Michigan? Michigan. <laughs> the Big Ten. It's leading you
3: astray. It's broken the hearts of teams out here on the West Coast who wanted to get in, and it continues to break the streak. Okay. Back to me, huh? So we got Alabama. We have TCU. We have Kansas State, and let's throw in... Oh, geez. This is where it gets a little tricky. Let's go... No, this basketball team's no good. Let's try Florida State.
4: So. no florida state but you guys have mentioned one of the teams so number two on this list you guys have mentioned
2: let's go with baylor no they were six and seven
3: we've mentioned this team already you
2: mentioned this team
4: kind of in passing yeah
2: what?
4: You, you talked about the sec being good at basketball currently oh it's tennessee good old rocket top tennessee number two <laughs> Sixes across the yeah. board. So six in football, six in basketball, six average.
2: I was talking with uh, a Gonzaga insider when Gonzaga came to Provo. He said Tennessee's the best basketball team he's laid eyes on this season. He said they were the best. And Gonzaga's played the who's who in college basketball this year. So wow. Tennessee uh, might be the team to watch. And it was interesting, too. You, when you think about who could win the NCAA tournament, There was like some stat, I think Jimmy Dykes from ESPN said, you look at the Week 6 AP poll, we're looking at this week's AP poll, but Week 6 AP poll, the last uh, 16 years of NCAA basketball, men's basketball champions have come in that top 12 from the Week 6 AP top That is a deep cut. But there's a history and there's trends to that. And uh, Tennessee is one of those teams that was in the top twelve at that time. I think they're still they're pretty high up still, but uh, yeah. So I, I think Tennessee could be that team when you're getting your brackets come March. They might be one of the teams I turn to and say they might win it all. We still got one more though. Uh, you get on the board. Mitchell. I know you might get a five zero on me. <laughs> uh, let's see. I am drawing just. Uh, I, I don't blinks. think we've ever had Here, a five zero. Here's,
4: here's a hint. Here's a hint. So college football ranking. Their their ranking was number twenty one at the end of the season. How about this UCLA? UCLA, nice. Yep. There you go. It's number seven in basketball currently, and number twenty-one in football. Yeah, UCLA. Did they have any business
3: being top twenty-five in football, though? They were good.
2: They were. They fine. had some good wins. They were, they were fine. I'm top with they beat you. Utah. Yeah,
3: they were fine. They had some solid wins. Hey, Penn State beat Utah too. I, I, All right, and Penn just, State
2: was meh. Look, the playoff committee. They just say, "Did you beat Power Five or not?" And we'll pull right. that back into the rankings <laughs> is always terrible. But hey, there you go. Uh, so UCLA uh, off to the Big Ten soon. Hey, they let they the Big Ten fill, filled in for me nicely on this one. I guess <laughs> UCLA got it done for me. There We're, you go. Nice job, Matt. Got the win. Thanks.
3: That feels good. I needed that. And uh, Nate coming in. That was a good list. It was. It's really because you some of those teams. Again, we talked. Did we talk, TCU and Kansas State? Yeah. From the Big Twelve, um, see my point. I th- that's
2: that's exciting for BYU. Think about this: last year, BYU going into league play and WCC play, they were in. They were one of those teams, both football, basketball, ranked. Uh, how long will it take for BYU to get back to that threshold where A both teams years, are ranked in the same academic year? It might take some time, uh, but you know, that's got to be the hope again. And I think that, you know, BYU sports uh, will experience some some adjustments in the Big 12, but uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see when that day comes because I think Cougar Nation, there were a lot of years where they they were rewarded with those tail end of the Mountain West where football and basketball was rolling, and then a few years here in the WCC independence era it happened, but it'll be interesting to see when that happens again for football and men's basketball. Good stuff. Nate, stick
3: around. We want to get some thoughts on the Super Bowl on the other side. And it's look, Nate's the Slack family throws a mean party. That's what I hear. So I want to know what's going on for the for the Super Bowl at the Slack house. We'll, we'll touch on the Super Bowl on the other side. Good list, Nate. Uh, back out to this. Welcome back in to Cougar Sports Saturday. Next segment, we're going to switch to baseball. The first pitch, uh, the, the opening game, Friday. The opponent is slipping my mind, though. Who does Bill you start off with? On the road. That's right. In down in That's it. Down. My favorite part of the country. No, it's not. Uh, we know how much you love <laughs> I Shreveport. I love Shreveport.
2: <laughs> favorite part of the country. That in Monroe, Louisiana.
3: Trent Pratt will join us next. But right now, we've got a few minutes here. Super Bowl tomorrow. We're going to get to the Super Bowl a little bit more, probably about 30 minutes from now. Predictions, break it down. 'Cause there's some there's some local angles in the Super Bowl. But Andy Reid, obviously.
2: But let's get to what we all care about with Super
3: Bowl. Yeah. The food. The spread. It's the food. <laughs> I wanna know what the slacks have because what game was it a few weeks ago where you were like we got this big party, we're like Grilling, and I'm trying to remember when that was. <laughs> I don't
4: even remember. You
3: had this huge party for this obscure—it it was the bowl game. It was BYU and New oh, Mexico yes, and yes. SMU. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Yeah, Big 12, Pac-12, New
2: Mexico Bowl. Yeah, I remember that now. That the yeah, slacks, that was a,
3: yes, the, they went all out. That's why
2: it went all out. It was a Pac-12, Big 12 game. And the Remind New us what bowl. happened
3: at the bowl game at your house.
4: Oh jeez, we had everything guys we had pizza, we had wings, we had some mozzarella sticks. we Oof. had smokies we had oh boy uh oh, lovely man. we we tossed some chicken breasts in the air fryer we we had we had everything you name it, we probably had it. So what?
3: What's the Super Bowl? Yeah, like? I was gonna say this
2: is so, the, the big one. Yeah,
4: what's this so <laughs> so we're we're gonna have it at my place. Uh, I invited oh, okay. my my four cousins. So my my two cousins, no, three cousins. You and got a new place. One other you husband. You I got a, I got place? a new place in Harriman. Uh huh. Oh sweet. Yep. It's so a new place, and I, I invited four cousins uh, who are from Missouri. So big big Kansas City Chiefs. Nice. Wow. I, I figured that would be fun, and then invited my parents, invited a couple friends, and. With with all these people coming, I thought let's just let's let's have this catered basically. So I reached out to to R and R. So we got got about six pounds of of pork. Wow. Um, got What's your got a in <laughs> yeah. Got got a bunch of stuff at Costco, and then of course, as soon as I buy all that stuff, I got a text from my cousin saying, "Hey, we're not going to make it this time. So it's going to be me and my wife, my parents, and then a buddy and his wife." And with so we got all this food. Uh, so so <laughs> lots of food. It's going to be good. But we're gonna. Have some of the pork and like What'd nachos. What do you get from
3: Costco? Because Costco has some great <laughs> finds for Super Bowl parties. Yeah.
4: No, we got some of those, uh, the Stacy chips, kind of like th- mm. thick pita yes. chips. We'll have some queso and some salsa. Nice. Got some mozzarella sticks. We got some, uh, they have these little grilled chicken tacos. They're, they're, it's wow. kind of like a taquito. Uh, got some of those. And then, of course, you got the veggie trays. You're going to
3: have like food that. for the week after the Super Bowl What's party? your
2: spread looking like, Matt?
3: We have – I'm very excited for this, actually. Me and my wife have taken our hosting to the next level. Our favorite go-to for the Super Bowl lately has been pizza sliders. So you get Hawaiian rolls. Oh, yeah. Douse them in garlic butter. Pepperoni, mozzarella cheese in the oven. I've seen that on my Instagram discovery page a few times. Those are 10 out of 10. If you need a last-second edition, they're easy and they are delicious.
2: That's going to be good. I pulled a page from Malik Moore. For the BYU football team. I'm going to Wingstop, Wingstop, nice. Getting like, uh, I think we're doing 100 or 50. I can't remember what my wife put in the order. But uh, we're doing some boneless. We're doing some wing. Like, yeah, Wingstop. And then we'll have some other stuff, too. But uh, hitting up Malik Moore's favorite spot, the old Wingstop. You might
3: appreciate this. Here's a a quick one. So... I like to go down YouTube rabbit holes, and a YouTube rabbit hole that I've went down lately is Hot Ones. I don't know if you guys have ever watched those. It's an interview with, like, actors and athletes where they eat these wings, and they just get hotter. Have you, have you never yes. seen this? Yeah, I haven't. There's, there's one of those is,
4: videos that the meme went around.
3: You're yes. missing it. Paul Rudd,
2: look yes. at us. Yes. Look Paul Rudd's yeah. literally
3: on. i got to show you one, but literally. Who would have thought? They get up look to the us. point where the wing heat doesn't even register on, like, the heat scale. They're that hot. Wow. Walmart sells a bag of these. We got it. We, we're trying
2: them. We're going hot wings. For I Super used Bowl. to be. You go for it,
4: Matt. I used to
2: be pro <laughs> hot. Anything hot, like eat anything hot. Now I feel like I'm weak. Now I'd I, love to see you on hot ones. I, I gotta show you. You. Would I get like the Hawaiian flavor on a wing now, and it's like, Ooh, oh, 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 give me some milk.
3: I love I, Super Bowl parties, yeah. though. It's just the best.
2: Just, but for the people that do want to watch, like please pipe down. Like I want to watch the game a little bit. I don't want to talk too much. (laughs) It's the last football fix. Anyway. All right. We got to take a break. Uh, On the other side, we'll get to Trent Pratt. Maybe we'll ask him his Super Bowl spread. Uh, (laughs) BYU baseball, the new head man, the new skipper. Talking some BYU baseball next year on Cougar Sports Saturday.
3: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one.